Hi, I'm Jen. And I'm Lisa. Together, we're Success in the Shy Girl. We're visibility and success strategists, supporting you with the systems, strategies, and mindset shifts that will help you achieve success on your own terms. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another 10 with Jen this fine Wednesday. I want to talk today a little bit about ideal client avatars and why we've moved away from doing ideal client avatar work and what we do instead. It's no secret that the riches are in the niches as uh, a lot of people in the business world have said in the entrepreneur space you know, that's a, that's a pretty common phrase. The riches are in the niches. And there is definitely truth to that. The more that you, you niche down or you niche down, the easier it is to connect with your audience and create offers that are much easier to sell and to create content that people really connect with. But most people go about reaching their niche by doing ideal client avatar work. And, you know, ideal client avatar work is not wrong right? There's nothing wrong with doing ideal client avatar work to really figure out your audience or the ideal client that you would want to work with or sell to. But from my perspective, ideal client avatars are very, very limiting. The work that goes into creating ideal client avatars is tends to be very narrow in terms of its focus. And makes entrepreneurs feel a little bit uncomfortable. I've always hated doing ideal client avatar work because what was happening is I was answering a series of questions that were not necessarily relevant, but because it was part of the uh, ideal client avatar worker, I'm just going to use the acronym ICA from here on out. Because all of those questions were so irrelevant, it felt a little bit icky to actually do that work. So what I've envisioned instead of ideal client avatar work is doing ideal target audience work. And if you take a bird's eye view of an ideal target audience, it can it can look a little bit like ideal client like an ideal client avatar. But the way that I envision it is actually a Venn diagram. So three overlapping circles and in that very center overlap is the ideal client avatar, right? The the one person that you're going to talk to with your content, the one person you're going to talk to when you're creating your sales pages. But by focusing on a much bigger audience, you now have a multitude of ideal client avatars that you could work with depending on the situation. So here's how I envision ideal target audiences. The first circle are This is going to sound familiar if you've done ICA work before, the demographics. In the second circle, you've got the psychographics. And in the third circle, and this one is really key, are the essence graphics. I'm going to go through each of these so that you know what the heck I'm talking about. So the first circle, obviously, is the demographics. This is the stuff that most people think about when they think of doing ideal client avatar work. This is the... What is your ideal target audience's maybe gender, gender identity, or their income level? Are they married? Are they not married? Where do they live? What's their annual income? Those are all very, very valid demographics. 
Now, here's what I want to caution you against when doing this work. For each demographic that you are asking, is this demographic relevant to my ideal target audience? Because one of the pitfalls of ICA work, the ideal client avatar work, is that you're doing things and you're answering questions that are just not relevant. That's what makes it so hard, right? So if income level does not matter to your offer or to your content, you do not need to answer that question about your ideal target audience. The same thing with gender or gender identity. Maybe it is important, maybe it isn't important, depending on what your business is. And of course, I can't answer that for you. You need to figure that out in your own business. Um, So any demographic, like demographics are, if we boil it down to like what these actually are, it's statistical data about your target audience. So again, like age, gender, location, income, marital status, whether or not they're a caregiver, if they've got children or they care for an elderly parent or somebody, something along those lines. Those are demographics. It's the, the statistical data. So it's stuff that's measurable. It's stuff that we go on to, let's say, a census form. The second circle, and I I know I've already said it, are the psychographics. And just like the demographics, it is really, really important that when you're doing the psychographic work, that you understand why you're asking the questions and whether the questions are relevant, right? So are these questions relevant to my target audience? So psychographics, to kind of boil it down to one sentence, are the lifestyle characteristics of your target audience. Those are their likes, their dislikes, their opinions. So it's these are the questions, you know, what kind of music does my ITA, my ideal target audience, listen to? What kind of TV shows? Like, what are their likes? Do they like... Here's an example from our own. Do they like spiral planners? Do they like hardbound planners? So it's, those are where the psychographics are. And again, doing this work with an ICA, you know, you see the list of psychographic questions and you're like, well, I'll answer that, but it doesn't really make sense. So anytime you've got a a psychographic prompt, it's really understanding, is this relevant to my audience? And the third circle is a, probably a new one because (laughs) I've made, I've, created this, are essence graphics. And this is much more about what is at the core of your target audience. So it's the core aspects of your target audience, their values, their beliefs, their fears. And it differs a little bit from psychographics because psychographics can shift, right? Psychographics tend to be more along the the likes and dislikes, whereas these, these essence graphics, the core aspects of this audience that you've got are are pretty stable. It's those values, beliefs, fears that you need to understand is either a content creator or an offer creator so that you can address that in your content and in your sales copy so that you can really connect and so that you understand and you're creating content and offers that your ideal target audience wants. So another way of, of boiling this down is to really think about your ideal target audience as almost like a living, breathing organism for (laughs) my science nerd coming out here, the body, mind, and spirit. So if you want a kind of an easy way to remember this, think of body, mind, and spirit. 
So the body are the demographics, the mind are the psychographics, so the, the thinking side, and the spirit side are the essence graphics or that feeling side. So there you have it. Those are the, the three circles. Now, if you overlap all those three circles, all of a sudden you've got a little triangle in the middle and that now becomes your ideal client avatar. Now, we started doing this in our business and really looking at it from a very different point of view. We stopped doing ideal client avatar work. You know, it felt really strange to be like, you know, we've got Mary age 37 in Southern California is an example. That was not actually our first ideal client avatar. It's off the top of my head here. To really looking at our ideal target audience and our niche. So by doing the ideal target audience work instead of the ideal client avatar work, we've really been able to get clear on what that target audience needs and wants from a very holistic point of view, like really from the psychographic point of view, from the essence graphic point of view, from the demographic point of view. It's made not only creating content, but also creating offers so much easier. It's made creating sales pages so much easier. So there you have it. That is what we do instead of ideal client avatar work. And if there's one thing I want you to walk away with this, even if you enjoy doing ideal client avatar work and you're you're using some sort of uh, list of prompts to build out an ideal client avatar, the one thing I want you to remember is ask yourself, is this piece of information relevant either about my ideal client avatar because if it's not relevant, you don't need to answer it because that's just, you're spending time on, on work that really does not add value to your business or to your audience. All right, that is it for today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we will talk to you on Monday when I'm back with a new episode with Lisa. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. As always, wishing you abundance and success.